welcome to the incordial party after party party. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's like just looking at me like I don't know her. <laughs> I have such a good voice for the bass, you know? <laughs> okay. okay, there we go. I've had enough of that. Actually, uh, you don't need me for this, do you? <laughs> I don't have to run anything, so like I can take off. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. This shit show. All right, what are we talking about today? I think we have four episodes this time, right? We do, yeah, we do. We had a, we had a couple of episodes in there, so we wanted to string those together, so we went out four. Yeah. Uh, but we're looking at what was the numbers? It would be uh, eighteen through twenty-two. Is that right? Uh, Nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Can you and count? 22. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one. Math is hard. Excluding eighteen. Math is hard. <laughs> yes, all, all everything John said, excluding eighteen. That's right. <laughs> so we go from mountain to city. Yeah. Outside, yeah, mountain to city, outside Victor. So, so we start right after we left our uh, Patrick Hillier episode, I believe, and we were headed to Goldham and uh, ran were. into some. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we yeah. were, we were. <laughs> yeah, after a long discussion on where to go, we we decided to go to Goldham, and uh, we ran into a bit of a kerfuffle there, I believe. With uh, where Falzern, a diplomatic I think, situation. Yeah, Falzern was the the uh, the hero of the day, I believe, in that episode. Where no, that's an accurate way to describe what happened, John. No. Thank you. Yeah, no, the whole truth no. and nothing but the I mean, truth. I mean, it could have all been avoided with just a, a hand holding, if I remember correctly. But, but no, <laughs> no, we had to go. Uh, we had to go right into battle, I believe, with some uh, some diplomacy. Uh, some diplomacy, from, exactly. Yeah, from diplomacy. Uh, yeah. So, Falzern, you want to tell us a little bit about your heroic adventure? The way I remember it. Um, <laughs> what the fuck were you thinking? That's good to start out that way. Was this? Emily, you really coerced him into it. You were like, well, you, go talk. He said we needed to talk, which Gozer thinks is stupid for obvious reasons. And he insisted, so he was going to go talk. Yeah, well, that that that's true, I guess. I honestly, he looked like he was behaving like a friendly ogre. He was waving and like smiling, according to Leland. So I thought, I don't no know if I said he was smiling. <laughs> you definitely like said he was smiling. Ogre. I don't know about the smile. He, he was waving. <laughs> he was blowing bubbles into the air, <laughs> picking flowers. Yeah, yeah. Chasing, yeah, chasing butterflies with a mouth. He had flowers behind his ear. Anyway, I'm thinking. You know what? I. I do not really want to go hang out with an ogre by myself, but I also thought maybe someone else would come along with me. But I that tried. Didn't happen. Yeah, I know. He tried for um, half a second. And then Gozer half-hearted. Gozer put the kibosh on that. So um, yeah, and then the other thing that I thought was that um, if things go south, I've got color spray, which. Yeah, it was in your back pocket, wasn't against it? an ogre. <laughs> <laughs> Which it does not, unless the ogre has been beaten down quite a bit, as I learned. Yeah, so, so yeah. that ogre um, believes the, the base, the ba- yeah, the base HP for that o- for ogre is like fifty nine. So you're yeah, rolling so- sixty ten for your color spray. 
You would have had a roll need, pretty damn good. <laughs> I would need to roll, yeah, like almost an impossible roll. Yeah, to blind him off the bat there. So... I mean, Bryn, but, Bryn had stood there with a arrow ready, so I mean, I didn't totally abandon you. I did like I did like the wife duty of like. Despite what happened, Falzerin single-handedly defeated that this huge ogre. That is false. <laughs> You're not the only one that got points on him. Well, I I say it's it's the best he's ever done. <laughs> Which is why Gojo keeps trying to kill him. He's worthless. <laughs> I, w- I would like to I would like to point out the With best Falzerin has ever done is compared directly to the worst I've ever rolled for a monster. Yeah. Like Falzerin, is... you're you know what? Your AC it is, is what 10. it is, Leland. I rolled nine like four times in a row. Yeah, this came crazy. up in a previous after party where we said in the future we were wondering if Leland changed the roles of Fuck, the monster. Yeah, actually, this is the fight we were this talking is an interesting, about. Because um, he kept point. missing. I think this is an interesting talking point because, um, Pep, you might also be able to comment on this because you've DM'd a fair bit, I think. Um, and I guess John and Emily have DM'd a little Should bit as well. Should the DM cook the books? But yeah, I left that episode having avoided being hit like multiple times in a row by this ogre and i have a terrible ac so i'm thinking to myself i wonder if leland was like going easy on me so that he doesn't just destroy falzerin and i I made a comment or i think elena commented to leland about that and leland said that no he did not that was just the dice so this kind of brings up the point of you know as a dm do you guys sometimes fudge the rolls so that you know you don't obliterate a character or what do you guys think what say you, Pep? Uh, I think it really depends on the situation. I think when it comes down to like death, uh, sometimes things will get fudged. It, like if you're in the middle of what should have been a very casual situation, it kind of feels weird to just kill off a player. So it feels kind of okay to to fudge things a little then. But in like the situation you were in, for example, it, honestly. If the ogre had have hit you, worst case scenario, you're knocked unconscious, essentially, and then the ogre goes and handles the rest of the party. It's not likely for an ogre to be like, I'm going to pound his corpse, you know? Right. I agree, yeah. So you're, saying, so you're saying knock me down to zero hit points and then move on to the rest of the party is probably what you would do if, yeah. the, dice, if the dice dictated that. You're no longer a threat, and it's really hard to kill people in 5e anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, you have death yeah. saves, you have stabilization, there's all kinds of things you can do. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna cook it too, I think you. I think I find I cook the damage more than I cook the attack rolls. Like if something's gonna hit, it's gonna hit. And if I need to cook it, I'll I'll just cook a little less or a little more damage depending on what's happening. If right. there's a potential to really take them down to death, then you know you know about where they are in hit points. So just you know pull it back a bit. Yeah, I agree. And I think this this is probably clear to most listeners, but in, in case there's any any who this isn't when. When we say death, we're talking about a character being completely removed from the game versus a character being knocked down to zero hit points and then unconscious. Right. Yeah, because in some cases you can, especially uh, an ogre might be a good example. Uh, like, how many hit points do you have? Me? Or did, uh, yeah. Uh, not very many. I think I have like 20 something. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I feel like an ogre possibly, if it rolls max damage on a critical hit, it might be able to do enough damage to to actually kill you because there's like massive damage rules where if you take yeah. uh if you take more than your hit points and damage i think the negative, uh, in yeah. the negative it's yeah it's, yeah so something if you, like that if you're an, 
my understanding is if, say, for example, my hit points are 20 total, if someone dealt 40 damage to me in one go, that's enough to bring me to zero and enough to bring me to negative 20, I'm, yeah. I'm completely dead. We rip up your sheet. Yeah. yeah. Dead, dead. Make a new character. <laughs> Although I, I unless you're playing against a D like it, that's the thing unless you're playing a, against a DM where the DM's kind of intent is to do that I find it can't really happen unless the player almost does it on purpose like if you yeah. jump out of an airship or something right. because you think it's the best thing to do in the moment well sorry but when you hit the ground you're going to die <laughs> right yeah. or plummet an elevator with the whole party I think Falzerin <laughs> yeah. thought I think Falzerin thought talking was a good idea and then really listening back, I thought it was all Bill's idea. Like in like that's how I went into listening. And then listening back, like goes are really stuck. There was, to there was a, yeah, like I said, there was a couple things I was thinking. I was thinking with a little luck, someone would come with me, which didn't happen. Which, and then no. I was also really relying on color spray, which also didn't which really work. You learned how to use properly. Yes, I should. Yeah. Have. Yeah. It's a, a teaching moment. Game. Yeah. <laughs> you did pull anyway. it off, at least. I yeah, I mean You did it we you did finally blind we. the ogre. No, I mean yeah. like his we. color space oh, specifically, oh. yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. And yeah, I also I think that death needs to be a real threat in the game. Makes it more fun. I fully if if I die, I'm happy that uh Shaft went out and hopefully in a blaze of glory. With a bang? I have a yeah. question for Bill. Next time yeah. we come up against something that looks like it normally would attack us, are you going to try and talk to it? Not likely. <laughs> uh, partly, I, partly, I thought that he he might be friendly, or I'm, you know, I thought there was a decent chance that I might be able to kind of like work some magic. Why? Unquote. Why did you think he might be friendly? He well, was smiling. He, obviously, no, you <laughs> said he was smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I do Had not impending recall doom. saying yeah, that no, he I don't. was smiling. I'm not sure that you said that. You but yes, didn't. he was like standing and like waving both arms in the air. Yeah, that's I mean, a that's friendly a, thing. That's a that's an odd thing for someone to do who intends to kill you, right? You don't. Yeah, like, you don't. I'm gonna kill you over fake here. Fake distress. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Hey, that's that's totally fair. If that's how you think Falzner would have interpreted that in the situation. But uh, just to answer the the fudging thing, so I fudged zero rolls that fight. Um, so I'm a lucky had he, son of a Had gun. he hit you every single time, I wouldn't have fudged a single one. I wouldn't have fudged any of the damage. Oh snap! I would have. <laughs> I would. What would have happened had he hit and knocked you unconscious? Is he would have grabbed you by the leg and started dragging you back to where he wanted to dig. And then we would have had to go. Okay, so I may not have exactly, totally, yes, exactly. Uh, died or no, been he, he, unconscious because his they that they weren't there to murder you guys. He clearly had intent to take you back someplace. So yeah, well, he didn't want to. He didn't. He want didn't to intend kill you. to murder Falzerin, but once he met his smiling, talkative, diplomatic face, diplomatic face, he, he wanted to murder. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it, it took a couple of rounds with that flaming ball of fire before he really got angry. <laughs> so he was nice, right? But also the the waving uh, was not to you guys. He he started waving when he saw you guys. Oh snap! Oh, I totally did not think the, of that. The wolves, right? And then you guys got uh, got the ambushed. Goblins. And then Falzerin says, "Hey, this guy's waving to talk to me. Let's go chat." <laughs> We're so dumb. <laughs> oh, it, it's just funny too, because from like an outside observer, you know, it sounded like you thought no matter what that had to be combat. But I mean, 
It sounded like there was a little bit of negotiation. It was going to be a very aggressive negotiation. It's like, the negotiation is you come with us and do the thing we want you to do. I don't know. It sounded like that was possible. Who knew what that would have led to, right? It, like, it might have been more dangerous. But it, it did sound like the negotiation was kind of working at first. Um, uh, <laughs> was just afraid to go on his own. He didn't want to leave the party. Yeah, which is very fair. Like Sometimes yeah. it's really important, I think, for characters that... You really have to follow your character. If your character definitely would not go off alone with an ogre, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think Falzern's aware of the fact that he um, isn't all that strong by his own uh, when he's he... by himself. And so he would not, A, be all that trusting of an ogre and B, um, be willing to venture off into some unknown place where there's potentially more bad guys who are going to, you know, kill him. Yeah. I do think that Falzerin feels like he has something to prove, though. So I think it made sense that he stepped up. Because, like, I think the three of us pick on him a lot. Does like... Falzerin <laughs> think that, or does Bill think that? Falzerin <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> thinks that. I well... think it was a, a really good turning point where we actually tried to talk before trying to hurt, right? I think so too, the, yeah. That's yeah. partly what Bill was thinking, to be honest. And then I, I was uh, thinking, Bill. you know what? I, I, I don't do a ton of role playing. I feel like, and I'm trying. I was trying to make an opportunity where I could maybe practice that a little bit, and hopefully things wouldn't turn out terribly bad. Right, right, right. right. So in the episode, it was very clear that I was surprised that you, the wizard, was going to walk a hundred and fifty feet away from your party <laughs> to go speak to an ogre. It wasn't like you know they're like twenty feet back or whatever. So. So it was very clear I was surprised, but um, I, you did I thought clarify. I liked you it. You gave him, you gave him an out. You gave him an opportunity. I yeah, I certainly didn't want you to waste your initial colors for anyways. But um, no, I thought it was great, and you would have been Falzer would have been a fucking moron if he went <laughs> took the ogre by the hand and went off wherever the hell he wanted to take you. <laughs> I have yeah. ice cream coming yeah. in. <laughs> We got Persuasion check cream. with disadvantage. I have candy. <laughs> <laughs> Get in this van. So then the, the battle ensued a bit, and they were we were joined by what was it? Three wolves and some goblins and yeah. another ogre. That's right. I believe things went uh, relatively well. They went and, fine for Shaft, right? Well. You know, I it's interesting. Uh, I did get to finally use my scimitar that huh. I've been holding on to. You sure did. You've had that scimitar for over was it ten off sessions. mic? Was it off mic that Leland was like, "Hey, Shaft, when are you going to use that scimitar?" No. Uh, <laughs> what happened on that is I was using both rapiers, and then I wanted to use uh, our um, cleave Please. action. So as the we talked about the rapiers, we we're stabbing through and if i had extra damage could go into the other one um but i thought more thematically i would take the scimitar and slice yeah. and then take the rapier and poke so i thought i'd give it a shot and uh, that's <laughs> when we found out that that uh scimitar had a curse on it which uh turned old shaft a little bit hairy was there was there a name for that curse that you can tell us, Leland, or that you want to tell us? Uh, there is not a name that I will divulge. Okay, fair enough. We still have the scimitar, so you do still have the scimitar, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that was that was funny. I hope it didn't 
from what you from your explanation just there, I did. I don't. My conscience is clear that I did not coerce you to use it. No, you didn't. Uh, you kind of brought it to his attention. I did. I absolutely did. Um, because I was like, man, he's not using this fucking sword. Well, you asked me about it. <laughs> yes, I did ask you about it. And that was that was more frustration because of the overpoweredness of the rapier in 5e. Right. And we had mentioned me, yeah. it in one of these episodes. Like, wh- yeah, why the hell would you use a weapon outputting a, a D8 as opposed to a D6? Despite yeah. though that scimitar is a plus one scimitar, right? And we had that we had that conversation of the interesting how the numbers work where one d six plus one versus one d eight, you right. have a a a higher lowest range, right? But a lower highest, yeah. It's right. right. So we had that conversation, which was, but that did not make me use it at all. It was completely okay, okay, thematic. Yeah, yeah. It, okay. I had no intention of using it whatsoever. I was keeping it to sell. Actually, I actually tried to give it to Bryn at one point in time. If you remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, yes, Bryn almost did end up with it, yeah. I was like, yeah. eh, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you start getting furry, we're like, what did you eat? <laughs> so Shaft being Shaft, as soon as he was cursed, there was nothing else we were going to focus on. I was going to let us focus on nothing other than me getting fixed. Yeah, that was regardless. a really, really great role play at the end of that episode. That was yeah. awesome. I thought that was yeah, really that was. Good. You're like, fine, fine, fine. I really wanted him to like be fine with it for a couple episodes. Like, it's not getting worse. Let's let's go to Goldham. But no. Now, if you would have gave me the ability to jump higher or multi-attack with bite, I would have stayed exactly that way. <laughs> you know, I honestly thought about it, but I was not expecting you to use the scimitar when you did. So I had this rough idea of what I wanted to do with its effect, but I didn't have it fully fleshed out. So I... I erred on the side of caution and just made it strictly appearance-based as opposed to giving you abilities that may turn out to be overpowered and I might regret it. So wait, curses can give you powers that are good? Well, it depends on how you look at it. If I would have killed the ogre, would I would have grown to a full size and been a full size halfling? If you had killed the ogre, you would have taken on ogre characteristics. Okay. You would have had one big foot. So you would have became more attractive. No. <laughs> he talked. I, I will like say, it's impossible. I will say, though, even so, even though you were afflicted with with the wolf part, the wolf characteristics, had you killed something else, even under that influence, you would have changed to the next thing you killed. Ah, that's interesting. Like a so it, fly? It, it's not like a fl- like a fly. What if he just swatted at a fly with it? And... Yeah, he, I we'll guess he'd we'll probably sprout know. antennae. Jeez. <laughs> really big ones. Start puking acid on his food to slurp it back up. <laughs> so, uh, sick. Yes. Oh, no. Just forget I asked. Yeah. Pay money for I'm that just to happen. Strict, uh, immediately thinking Jeff Goldblum in the remake of The Fly. Yes. Yes. Fully transforming, spitting up acid on that dude and melting his hand at his that bears the question: How much damage would this acid deal? Yeah, good. Yeah, that is a good question. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm keeping this scimitar to either give to the right person for fun, or uh, <laughs> take advantage of it if I feel that it can go my way. Right? Would he? Okay, so like theoretically, if he were to kill a paladin with it, would he look enough like a paladin to pass? What? race like, is oh like a paladin of cultists you mean. yeah 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 like if the like paladin was a human towers. if the paladin was human there wouldn't there wouldn't really be a change right because halfling is just a short a small human but if he killed an elf maybe he'd sprout i forgot paladin wasn't a race sorry 
I would, uh, I'd lose my sleeves. <laughs> yeah, if, if you if you killed a bar- if you killed Gozer, yeah, you'd <laughs> suddenly bulge up, uh, add an extra sixty pounds of muscle onto <laughs> onto your two and a half foot frame. <laughs> For the listener to get that joke, Leland's, Leland's wearing a tank top right now. Yeah, just look at any picture of Leland on the internet. Leland's shirt is a sleeveless shirt that says "I flexed" and the the sleeves ripped off. The only sleeveless shirt I have is the Incredible Party shirt. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I mean, sleeved shirt. Sleeved. Sorry, yes. Yeah, the only sleeved shirt you have. See how it's so unnatural. I can't even say it. <laughs> Shoulders bare all day. But still so, white, white as a newborn baby's bottom. Just, <laughs> you do skins. have a glow to you <laughs> on the camera. So then we went off to, towards Victor. I think we whoa, had whoa, a... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. You're <laughs> oh, overlooking, yeah? you're right. overlooking something incredibly important. Thoft! The singular best character we've ever had on the IP so far. Oh, yeah, thuff, yeah, yeah, thuff, yeah, yeah. Thuff, 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 I think Gozer should talk about Thuft since... <laughs> Thuft is my goblin. I'm his king. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you shall be my squishy. (laughs) (laughs) I like him as long as he's useful. Well, I mean, so far in the current episodes, he hasn't been that useful. You've, uh, useful enough. You've pushed his limits. He, remember when he went in swimming after the scimitar? Yeah, he got the sword. (laughs) Oh, man. So, is he gonna. Sorry, is he gonna be like our token little guy that gets us in trouble, like, on every. That's what Gozer was. Where... Yeah, you already right. have Gozer. Yeah, Gozer. <laughs> yeah. Gozer fills that role. I'm actually thinking that I'm going to that if should Thuff survive, I think I'm going to level him up with you guys. Like yeah. when you do guys it. level, he's going to level too. Um, you do an incredible job, Leland, of role yeah. playing Thuff. Agreed. Bill and I were talking about it. The way he talks and there's doggies. Yeah, but he's he's there's... he drastically changed. Because so session 19 and 20 was one of our play sessions, and then 21, 22 was our sessions with Pep. You know the gap well, between, and then further uh, in some of our further like stuff like changed like one stuff didn't doesn't refer to himself in the third person when we first meet him. That's true. No. But now stuff does. He doesn't for, refer to himself that. at all. He he didn't talk though. He didn't really talk. He at all. he does use like he uses like I. He uh. does. He, he talks quite a bit, actually. We well, no, the actually first, were, we like, fighting him. him. We were actually fighting him for a bit, too. So, like, oh, yeah. he didn't have a voice like that. And then once he, like, bowed down and was like, you're king, you're king, there really was a pause where he changed. I guess that would be where our play session yeah, ended. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm going did a good to, job. I'm going to say that I did it on purpose and yeah. that he's mimicking his of how his, his king's patterns of speech since mimicry is the sincerest form of flattery. DM level 100 achieved. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, it was funny listening, like, when I was editing session 19 before stuff was stuffed. And I knew, so I knew going into that fight, I'm like, hmm, it would be, well, I mean, how goblin, I knew should a goblin or two be alive, they would certainly try to run away or surrender because they're cowards. And... I was like, oh, that would be cool if they if it joined the party. So I was like, I was actually like, I don't know if it was evident, but I was like, 
almost desperately trying to orchestrate one of these goblins to be left alive <laughs> when he was like trying <laughs> uh, to get away from He did from retreat. Him. Yeah, he definitely retreated. And he like threw down his weapons. Yeah. Threw his buddy in front. He threw his buddy in front of yeah. your critical hit. Yeah. <laughs> Thuft is smart. Was was Thuft the biggest one? I'm trying to remember. Thuft was the biggest one, yeah. Okay, yeah. He's a Which is saying something boy. for a goblin, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the listener will, will uh, in the next few sessions, will very clearly see that, like, Thuff kind of gets a little depowered once he, uh, <laughs> once he joins up with you guys. He just becomes, like, Gozer's pet, basically. Yeah, basically. Gozer has now has a familiar. He's doing what he needs to to survive. If he is too powerful, he'll get killed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Essentially, he's something for you to play with when you fail perception checks. <laughs> That's true. You're like, Gozer was distracted. And I mean, I mean, so far, like, yeah, Thuft has proven to be loyal in these short few episodes we've had him. Um, but like, is he is he scared of Gozer? Does he actually love Gozer? Yeah, it's it's interesting to think about, like, if we ever make it back to where he's rejoined with a bunch of his spoiler we're not there yet um (laughs) i it'll be interesting to see where thuff's true allegiance lies yeah exactly is he gonna is he gonna um turn and run from us and you know try try and do us in and that takes us Right to where I interrupted John about Thoth, <laughs> like where you guys veered to Victor, the nearest city, to try to find a cure. I thought for sure Thoth was enticing you enough to want to check out those goblin oh, caves. Man. It was tempting. I, I thought for sure like, you'd, you'd take that bait, but uh, it, was it totally makes sense. It. No, there's no way Shaft would go. No. Hell no. It's go to talk to some weird talking wolf that may or may not on the word of a goblin know what's wrong with him or how to I th- fix him. I, I think initially when i wasn't sure it was the sword that did that right i was all for i thought i was cursed in some other way i was all sure for yeah, yeah. wherever but yeah once i found out he was of no use i don't care <laughs> i would have i would have actually left the party we would have split really if they would have went the other way that no cool. shaft would jeff would not have he would go to victor he knows somebody like- in victor Elena did not want to go back to that mountain, but Bryn, once you said there's all the shinies, I mean, <laughs> she was she was getting there. <laughs> well, Gozer definitely wants to go back someday and and sneak in and take over the goblins and then use the goblins to take over the rest of the mountain. That's Gozer's retirement plan right there. Yeah. <laughs> Gozer will be king. <laughs> Freedom 45. Didn't someone say queen and then you were like, I'm king? Yeah. Love yeah. <laughs> <laughs> called me king. Line. I'm king. It's freaking so good. That is so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, 20-something minutes into us talking about these episodes with our NPC guest, we finally get <laughs> to where we, intru- we, in, we in encounter fashion, our NPC guest. <laughs> we have to quick cross a river for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. We had a good Oh, yeah. At least. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder uh... if the listener could tell when we first saw Pep that, like, his video screen, uh, we do this over Google Hangouts, was blank with just his picture. And then when we were introduced to Roland, which we didn't ask his name for how long, forever, <laughs> uh, we could see him and we were revealed as to what he was yeah, looking like. Yeah, he turned like. his camera on. 
Yeah. And was like fully decked out with a crossbow and armor and everything. It was pretty hilarious. Yeah, great. Leland perhaps jokingly implied that I needed to dress up. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cruel. I think Leland was totally kidding around, and you're like, all right, sweet. Yeah, yeah I dress great. up. I, I had the sword and every, I had a crossbow. Seriously. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was amazing. Oh, man. It was, looks so yeah, good. I was not expecting was that. I, I thought it was interesting. We were talking a bit before we recorded that episode, and I think Pep said something to the effect of uh, new D and D players might take you know a whole long a long time to like try to cross over something or you know do something, and then we immediately take twenty minutes to cross a river. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, okay, he's going to think, what the hell did I get myself into? I also <laughs> he, he probably think still that... does, but still. <laughs> I also think that the three of us thought about. Okay, if we send Falzern in this river with a rope in his hand, is there anything for him to throw the rope at? But we didn't care and made him get to the middle of the river before. <laughs> like guys, we did. You guys just routinely bully Falzern. We kind of do. Shit. Unbelievable. But like Falzern could have spoken up, like, "Hey guys, there's not any trees over here." I well, so you didn't the, even think about it. As you finally, eventually encountered the swim DC to get across this river was not very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and and I wasn't even planning. Like obviously, I wasn't planning any of that stuff. I was just like, I literally looked at the map and I was like, "Okay, you guys go to Victor. Oh wait, you have to cross this river." And then it turned into a whole fucking thing. <laughs> well, you should have made the river did. five feet wide, Leland. I Obviously, I should have, yeah. <laughs> it, it reminds me of whenever people are, like, struggling to, like, swim and, and like, get across. They're like, oh, I'm not going to make it. And then they, like, stand up and it's yeah. up to, like, their waist. It's, it's like, oh. Definitely. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's about it. That's I, I was 100%. I'm, like, thinking to myself, man, yeah, falls are in. He's going to get swept down this river. There's no, there's no he's, like I don't know what your strength is, Walter, but like there's no way he's getting across this river. Yeah, it's so great. I'm really interested to know, Pep. What did you? What information did you have before uh, before we got on the episode? What did Leland tell you? Well, I knew nothing about this impassable river. <laughs> <laughs> so he just sat there patiently. Like. I can't believe he didn't mention it. <laughs> no, he didn't mention that. But no, he uh, he gave me a little bit of information. It was basically, you know, what's happening in the town. Um, the fact that I would have a, a partner uh, and that I'd be waiting at the gate to, you know, talk, stop, get a, get rid of everyone's weapons and whatnot. A um, little bit about what the illness was uh, going on in the town and, and that. And uh, he, he definitely threw me for a loop, though, because within 20 seconds of introducing me, my partner goes mad and gets killed. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, even know why you told me I had this partner if you're just going to kill him so fast. <laughs> Welcome to the incorrigible party, Pep. Yeah, so I was kind of, uh, I was ready to improvise a little bit, and he, he really put me on the spot fast with that one. So <laughs> it was good, though. It was yeah, good. I was debating whether or not I should uh, let you know, but that was actually kind of more of a last-minute thing that I decided to do, too, because I'm like, hmm, I want to kind of quickly get across the implications of this illness and what better way to have a dude succumb to it and murder someone right in front of them so yeah <laughs> hence the importance of confiscating weapons of people going into the city did you yeah. leland did you think we would give our weapons up like i on. yeah I, I did not know how that was going to go i did uh another tidbit that i had fed to pep was like you know what this party is definitely the type of party that could be open to 
bribes like you they like if you make it clear that some coin will get them through they'll definitely play ball yeah right. i think yeah. i paid up way too much <laughs> uh, essentially uh, yeah. yeah i was happy with I, how yeah. much i paid having to give up my longbow i was uh putting up a fuss yeah I like uh, I I like that some of you tried to say you just take your weapons in under your cloak. The longbow was one, and it's like uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that's gonna it's happen. Like, I'm and I think cloak. I think Gozer had like a great axe or something yep. as well. Yes. Yeah, it's she like, got a great yeah. big back too. So you know that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> great big <laughs> back. Last for days. I tried to be really clever about the bribe, but no, nobody took the bait either because I said uh, that you, you needed hilarious. to clear your weapons. And then Leland didn't tell me anything. I just added this on the spot. I'm like, and approximately how much gold the party has because that was how I was going to judge how much uh... you needed to bribe. So if you guys said something like, oh, we have about 2,000, I'd say, okay, well, how about I mark it down as 1,900? Yeah. And we just forget about your weapons, you know, something like that. But instead, uh, you all like instantly went to, "Why is he asking this?" No, like you don't get to know right? how much money. I, I was doing the same thing back to you, though. I That's want to know how much you question. made a year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can figure out how much it would take to bribe you. <laughs> yeah, you you wanted the power in that situation. Did Leland tell you that we might kill you? You might have <laughs> he, to do he some combat. Didn't no, I, I was. I don't think I was expecting as much violence. Uh, and I think at one point Gozer. Uh, it seemed fairly clear that Gozer might do the deed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking so. I might so. lose my head there, but you're you're lucky that there were other guards up on the walls with uh, ranged weapons. That, that is why they were there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Pep. I took all every precaution possible to <laughs> ensure your safety when dealing with Gozer. <laughs> Could have been real bad. <laughs> If I thought I was going to have to fight the party, I assume Leland would have given me some stats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that actually might be a good thing to start doing just in case. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, he... oh, you want to fight me? Okay, I'm going to pull out my enchanted broadsword. There you go. <laughs> plus did he give you your sword. name? Did Leland tell you your name was Roland or what? How did that all? No, I just made that up on the spot. There you go. I don't. I don't. So far, I, I don't give the NPC guests na- their names. I give them everything else. But they come up with it. I don't need to tell them what their name is. I did love the Roland Wright. That was funny. Yeah. I would like it's, to say. It, yeah. I've been sitting on my brother and sister's names for a while and waiting for that to come up. So. Well, that was, oh we've, right. We've heard what your brother's name is. I don't Rod. think we've heard your sister. Well, I got. Name. I said two brothers actually on the on Spike. the recording. R- Rod yeah, and there, Spike. Yeah, there's Rod and Spike, and I have a yeah. sister. But that name will come out uh, on the oh, show. No. That's amazing. <laughs> it's got to be natural. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> has to be organic. It has to, yeah, it has to come up. Yeah, it could potentially be another love interest for Falsey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> You'll, uh, the listener will be able to tell which episode we record next because Bryn will just straight up be like, so, Chef, what, do you have any sisters? <laughs> <laughs> That's called metagaming. Meta gaming, meta shaming, whatever. Oh, it hurts. It hurts me so much when people do that. I'm just um, kidding. No, a lot of people do it seriously, though. Uh, there was actually a moment. Uh, there was a moment. Uh, I caught up and listened to some of the extra episodes. Uh, Leland sent them over to me, and someone was watching. I want to say it was Gozer, and uh, saw some yellow eyes in the distance. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, I think it was. I think it might have been Bill. After uh, like Gozer just kind of ignored it, and Bill asked, 
um, hey. Anything happened? Did you see? Yeah, did, yeah. It, did anything happen last night? Now, admittedly, that's fine because after, like, she gave a quick description and then it ended, you just let her go to bed. Uh, I've seen situations where people are a lot more aggressive. Like, if, if you said no, like, let's just say she had said no, for example, because she didn't care. She was yeah. like, yeah. nope, nothing happened. You pushed the matter. Yeah, well, really, up, for you, you really shouldn't push it because, right, yeah, yeah you, like, you don't know that something happened. So if you ask right. and she says no, like, why, okay. why fight, why fight it, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I've had people fight hard when someone's like, they don't want to tell them yeah. something. Did she tell me? Oh, I'm trying to remember. She told she did, you. She did tell you, yeah. And then yeah. you didn't see anything, and then you told me that you saw right, yellow right. beady eyes, and I was like, okay. Yeah, no, like like the way that it all went out with with all of you, that was that was perfect. Like the little bit of information you asked was pretty in character. Like, hey, did you see anything last night? That's reasonable, right? And then you know, reasonable answer, and it, the information got passed really well. Um, yeah. Well, so and and also Gozer is the type of uh, she would not go out of her way to say anything, but I don't feel like she would. She wouldn't go out of her way to deny you any information either. So yeah. literally, the query would will get you the info from Gozer. It's just otherwise, she doesn't give a shit. Who knows what? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. She'll say what it is, not care what it is, and just go to bed. Yeah, that's Pretty just much. a pair of eyes. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Nothing attacked us. We were fine. <laughs> yeah, nothing attacked. I love, I love that. Literally, there's half the party is vigilant, but the other <laughs> the other half is like, yeah, I'm gonna roll back over and go to sleep. Who's yeah. the other half? Who would you lump in with Gozer? Falzerin. Shaft? He's pretty no. self-confident. I went back to sleep when uh, when Bren was watching, because Bren was watching. What the hell? Yeah, I got a real chuckle out of that when I heard that. It's like, okay, I'll uh, I'll walk over to where I'm supposed to be keeping watch, and then I'll go to sleep. And it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. It kind of, it kind of like, character-wise makes sense, and like I'm going to be awake anyway. Like I only need it four hours, so it's pretty much going to happen every time. Yeah. yeah. Right. Shaft's like Shaft knows how. Yeah, it's only been a couple weeks, but he knows. That's why Shaft goes after you sometimes, right? Way to do it. I can't, so, I can't uh, speak for Shaft or Rod <laughs> or Spike. Spike is kind of a. Uh, where'd you get that one from? <laughs> Sounds kind of painful. Yeah, we'll see. No, I did write. I did write a lot of back or some backstory stuff and sent to Leland, so he does have things he can weave in if he so opts. Yeah, if I get around to reading it. (laughs) I was kidding, kidding. That's a kid. Of course, I read and memorize all the backstory stuff you give me. Uh Um, Do we have any listener questions? Yeah, we have several. Well, let's just get to the end. Uh, We got one more little bit to go through. And why don't we finish kind of the recap and (laughs) reflection? We're still recapping? Well, you guys finally get into it. We take forever. Yeah, Yeah, so we finally get past Roland, and then we go in and uh, sort of quickly go through it. I think we go and find a contact that I had had in Victure at some point, uh, Nina, and she has fallen sick to the the madness. The, The things that I think I'm most concerned about from Shaft's perspective is the fact that they have built this tower within a very short period of time. There's a new mayor, and when the new mayor came into town mm-hmm. is when this sickness occurred. Mm-hmm. And that uh, there's... He seems like he's handling it well, suspiciously well. I, I don't I don't think I really understand how this madness spreads. It, it seems 
like, uh, you know, everybody thought it was an airborne virus, but apparently it's uh Well, it's according not. to Mayor... According to Mayor Quincy, that's how it's going around. Right. And I was pretty convinced that Mayor Quincy had something to do with it until, you know, mm-hmm. somebody brought up the idea that Mayor Quincy might have fallen sick and be mad also. And that's why nobody's seen him recently. So there's a couple options there. But we all ultimately just don't give a shit and leave and go to Golden. <laughs> well, we care about ourselves. Cured. Yeah. Got you cured. We don't, Yeah. I mean, I was, I don't know if you noticed, I was, the only thing I, after I got cured, which was the main reason to be there, uh, I was going to potentially go put Nina out of her misery. Yeah. Uh, um, but decided not to. Uh, I thought that was more of a, you forgot you were going to do that. No, I think, I think uh, in the back of my mind, if there's a way we can ever go back or find a cure for whatever the madness is, I think it has something to do with the blue light from the tower, so... Uh, and there's some something else with the uh, with the way the city's being run that is odd. Over the last two years, a lot of things have changed. So, yeah, something about this mayor makes Falzern a little bit uh, suspicious. The timing, mercury poisoning. The time, yes, the timing of him showing up right at the same time when everything goes nuts. The yeah, the the hat industry in Victor is booming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone's got that uh, hatter. Yeah. And then we, we ran into the uh, potion salesman. Yeah. And I believe we all rolled and we believed what he was saying in our role, correct? We believed what he, his potions were legit. Was that, is that no, true? I don't think I rolled. I don't he, think those are cared. I can't recall. Yeah, you guys Bryn were very really dismissive to... of everything he was telling. Yeah, him. yeah, but I, I can't recall. But I thought we rolled and said we thought he was being honest about either what he was selling or what we Bryn what he was, thought uh, he was selling. Pretty pissed at Shaft for even like entertaining the thought. <laughs> well, I, I think Leland sort of played it off as he's putting this potion together and it seems to be helping. He's been drinking it and he's fine, so it must work. Right. Yeah, but he seemed yeah. kind of mad, didn't he? No, he seemed like a nice salesman. He was yeah. angry when you called him a a, a quack. Basically, you called well, him a you pretty much called him a quack. Yeah. I mean, he was because I think he he like um, was exuding that like overconfidence, that like ego that the mad people thought they could do anything and they're invincible. Oh, okay. So I thought for sure he's like on his way to being completely mad. Oh, he so he's like halfway he's there. He's unstoppable. Yeah. Oh, I didn't pick up Because remember Nina all. was like, I can, like, she felt like, she, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm, you know, I was blinded, now I see, like, type thing. But Bryn did, right. wasn't present for that, was she? Bryn was not present for that. Metagaming. <laughs> uh, the only reason I was, <laughs> it was even interested in having that talk is just in case we were already infected, I wanted to possibly have something that, Maybe could cure us if it was if it was real, mm-hmm. right? As a possibility, because we didn't know, we still don't know if we're infected. It could be something yeah. that takes uh, a long period of time to to show. Don't itself. give Leland any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he also he also gave you his own little theory on what was going on too. He wasn't convinced it was airborne either, but no, yeah, no. yeah. I think that makes the most sense to Falzer and. These towers have been erected and started doing what they're doing. 
there's very obvious effects that they have on the fauna. Um, you know, plants are dying, and then there's animals that are behaving erratically. And who said plants are dying? Sucks well, all where, the... you ca- where you came from, the forest is decimated. Yeah, yeah, but this tower in Victor is not emitting the same blue. Not, not the, the clock tower. tower. Okay. I'm talking about the blue tower. Okay, I thought you were talking about the clock tower. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a big stretch to think that it can also cause people to act, um, you know, crazy or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then we had our last interaction with, with Roland. I uh, went back and got our stuff, which I believe was like, what, just a matter of hours uh, from yeah, what we went into the like city. like an hour or two you spent. So I, I, I paid him like a year's salary to go in for a couple of hours. Uh, <laughs> totally so yeah, worth I, it. Uh, <laughs> hey, you, you got what you wanted. Uh, yeah, we did. a quick shave. I wish I could have kept the robe. He but collected I did. it? Yeah, he get, I had to put, put the information for Detmer. Uh, into right. the robe, and it, so ultimately, I uh, I hope that um, Roland will find better employment in Dracal at some point in time, and work for the uh, the underground uh, sort of crime lord. Uh, I guess not really crime lord. What would you call Detmer? A uh, uh, not a businessman, but a mob boss. Mafia mob boss, Dawn. right? Yeah. So that's the name I gave you, uh, Pep. So if you if Roland goes to Dracal, he would get a uh, a potential job as a uh, I don't know a doorman. Hired, hired muscle. Hired muscle. Yeah. Hired muscle. Hey, I mean, you gave him enough money, you probably <laughs> afford the trip in style. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your uh, what was your take on the whole uh, your part and the interaction and and everything? It was a lot of fun. It was uh, the whole idea of adding NPCs to. Uh, D&D is something I've always wanted to do. Um, I've kind of done it in real life a couple times and, and pulled people in, had them wait and like hide in the bedroom or something like that to come out and, and join the party for a session. And uh, never really seems to work as well in real life as it does in something like this. Because in this, you know, you only plan it for it to be an hour or two, so it's not a big deal. But, you know, having someone wait in a bedroom for like two hours until it's time for them to come in is a little, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit different. <laughs> So, so would you would you uh, for future reference would you think that we should give you NPCs more information or let it sort of play out as it does? Do you, did you feel like you were limited in what you could say because you were afraid you would say something that would screw up the uh, the adventure, or did you feel like you were had the freedom to do whatever you wanted? Um, it probably does depend a lot on the experience of the person you're, you're throwing in. Um, I feel like I have a good amount of experience with D&D, so I kind of know what I can and can't do without making Leland's life a living hell. <laughs> so why didn't you do that? Yeah, I mean, I, I could have just kind of like bust out a spell book and said I'm a wizard now and like teleported the party <laughs> to the elemental plane of fire. And Leland right. would just be like, no, he doesn't do any of that. Ignore all that. You know? like, he's not going to let me. But, you know, if I decided to say, uh, you know, uh, tell you guys about an assassin in the town that uh, I suggest you should find to kill the mayor or something like that, that's something maybe Leland could work with, you know. Like, I, I, I kept it pretty in line. I didn't really take too many risks, but I, I don't feel like I would have done anything too difficult. Um but you so see, yeah, I think it really depends on the experience. Giving them, you got to give them enough so that they know what they need to say, and then 
you know, kind of hope that if they're going to improv, they they don't improv too far. <laughs> yeah, Leland, what do you think? Do you are you nervous about NPCs maybe uh, derailing your overall scope of what you're trying to do? Um, I'm not nervous. Isn't the word? And like, I'll I'll roll with whatever. Um, Oh, I'm taking you to the elemental plane of fire next time I'm on. <laughs> All right, fine. Let's go. You'll, you'll roll a, a, a D100 and accidentally put everybody in a volcano and die. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Total party kill. In Aspara. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am an evocation wizard. <laughs> so you know how badly fire burns you. <laughs> I was gonna say you, you know right. you're gonna die. Right. <laughs> but uh, no, that that's not where my concerns about the. NPC guests on it. I know. I I don't know if we said this on mic, but <laughs> I was I wasn't still am on the slight on the nay side of that vote. Um, as much fun as they are, and as good a time as we all have, and as as and as great as the episode turned out so far. Um, I'm not nervous about the story breaking. I'm nervous about, or I'm annoyed with having to potentially throw away shit that I want to do based on something someone else does or says. Right. You're a control freak is what you're saying. So you're saying that yeah. it, it can it can potentially delay or um even maybe um remove the possibility of something happened that you have planned for us if if we choose to go left. That's true of any episode with all four of us. I was going to say, let's face it, it, that's exactly what happens with the four of us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all you're doing is adding a temporary extra character that um, you've actually you no given some direction yeah. to. If anything, they're more controlled than any of us. You're just making assumptions 100%. that... You're making assumptions that you think you know what Gozer's going to do or what Shaft's yeah. going to do based on they're your They're just less controlled than him controlling them completely, that's all. That's all he's saying. I, the the uh, Pep was very generous with saying that not much info was thrown at him. But the info that I feel like I have given our NPC guests so far is everything short of a leash that I put them on and dra- and lead them where I want them to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you ask me. But <laughs> well, but yes, that those are all great points. Those all completely make sense. I hear them and I validate what you're saying. So we win. Yes. <laughs> Why do I feel like we're in marriage I'm, counseling all of a sudden? I'm glad we won this <laughs> argument. No, no, no. He looks like, I hear you. I I, I see where you're coming from. I don't see it as an argument because we're going to continue to do NBC guests because they are fun. And yes, no, I, I do totally, like having... I was totally kidding. This is I do like fun. having uh, new voices and different voices and where those could lead, to, no matter how controlling or over-controlling I am. What are you trying to say? You're sick of I'm, us? I'm trying to say, yeah, I'm trying to say I, we need some new blood. It's getting, it's two months. Two <laughs> right no, what, I, what, I, what I'm trying to say in summation, as I am wont to ramble often, that I am a control freak. Yes, you're right, Emily. I am a bit of a control freak. <laughs> okay, tell us something we don't know. <laughs> he loves sleeves. I think to Pep's point... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. The more comfortable one is in role playing, the the more they're gonna know what they sh- what where the limitations should really be, right? Yeah, right. I know when I asked Pep a lot of questions, he sort of gave the answers to be vague enough where it didn't uh, it didn't 
hold anything down. Have you ever been to Dracal, right? He, he, he paused for a second, and he goes, yeah, some time ago. But yeah. not like, oh, yeah, I know Dracol. And then I could follow up with, uh, what's the name of the bar that you uh, <laughs> frequent in? And then I could just, you know, really roll with that. I do with the Leland all the time. Every time we see something, I ask what the name of it is, uh, just to, right. to make sure that but, you can. So the difference there is when you do it with me, one, either I already have that figured out, or I'm also making it up on the spot, but and then making it canon. And it's fine because I was probably already planning to have something like that there or 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 even not like magic 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 right and and that's your right as a dm to say what is canon and what isn't so i can i can appreciate your perspective leland where it's a little bit you know you're bringing in this wild card who you know thankfully pep has been great and patrick was also great um but someone could potentially be like you know this 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 and this no see but again you again you're wrong though because the npc guest is not the wild card the four of you are still and always will be the wild cards. And that and I'm saying that completely seriously and and non-condescendingly. Because when Shaft, I know you like to you as a role player, John, you like to do that spitball stuff. And when you're firing back and forth with, with an NPC guest and it sounds great, it's awesome, but then you are driving you are diving too deep and you are crossing the line, not the NPC guest. That's fair. I agree. I agree. Oh, and that's like metagaming, though, because you really want to talk to Pep, so... (laughs) I only do it it for a minute just for fun. No, no, that was was no criticism and no... no, uh, not meaning to to damper any of... Sure. But I would like to say Pep can lie, too. Pep could tell us there's a magical world around the corner where if you go down into the cave, you're going to be able to teleport into a new world where everything's lollipops and rainbows. But when it, when we go there, it just doesn't happen. I mean, he can tell any. So you're saying that that Wolfgang could have lied to us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. um, If Roland. Yeah. Wait, who are we talking about? (laughs) But to, to, to that point, if we, if we want to have someone who's also newer to D&D stuff and not used to role-playing, then they, that, won't, that may or may not occur to them that they could lie in a situation. Well, right. That was my original question to Pep. Do you think there should have been more uh, for future NPCs, for us to learn a little better on how to make this work? Did he feel that he had the information he needed? Did he feel right. like too constrained or too... You know, like when when uh, when Elena first started playing and she went into a cave and she was by herself, she went, I don't oh, know right. what to do because I can do anything. Yeah. And if you bring an NPC guest on and then you put them in a situation where you ask them a question or, or you put them someplace, they might just go, I don't know what to do because there's too many options. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like Leela needs to give enough meat to you to be able to say, here's sort of my boundaries to live within? Right, think, and Pep yeah. gave the answer where it's going to depend on the guest, yeah. and that that basically is what it boils down to. So I have developed a 172 question questionnaire that we will provide <laughs> to all future NPC guests that they can I fill out, and I can get going. a profile on them, so I can then sell to other analytics companies uh, for a profit. For a profit. and maybe come to the next convention. And craft the yes to fund my next convention trip, <laughs> and to craft the best NPC guest experience that we could ever have. There, that's it. the answer I was looking for. 
basically. It's funny too, because uh, personally, I feel like less information is better for me. Um, and, and yeah, to to Leland's credit, you you did give me um, a lot of what I would need, which is good. But you didn't give me what I would consider a lot of information. Like I don't I don't know the name of all the towns they've been to. I don't know all the right. NPCs right. they've interacted with. Like all that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe if you were a listener. That's like true. That. <laughs> but and, yeah, you've obviously yeah. you've obviously listened to the few you were in since, so I will give you credit for that. Yeah. See, my original idea, whenever I was invited on, is if I'm an NPC, I've never met any of you before, so I wanted to come into it without oh. ha- heard anything. Now I'm starting to backtrack and go back through the episodes, but yeah, originally I want I wanted to come in with with knowing nothing because uh, yeah. That, like actually a, yeah. brings, that makes sense. That brings about uh, a thought I had, which is, um, I don't know if it would be too time consuming or kind of too cumbersome um, for Leland to spend a, a bit of time describing what an NPC sees when he sees us, because we may have, you know, in your case where you hadn't listened at all. Mm. Um, so you don't necessarily even know what Gozer looks like or that Gozer is an orc right. or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I so. 100% should have done that for Pap, uh, especially with Shaft looking like a yeah. wolf, man. We sort of <laughs> forgot I, and, about and, that. And, yeah, I, we, I com- completely did. We and did. Uh, t- totally draw the ball on that. And you're right, Billy. Absolutely is something that, yeah. uh, that I should be doing. Bill wants to clarify that he's dashing, you know, <laughs> handsome wizard. <laughs> Your word's not mine. Also, maybe I should treat uh, NPC guests as more less as NPC guests and more as as player. Yeah, almost like a, a visiting player. Um, right, right. That, but that's that a good way line to look is at it. that line is difficult to draw. It's true. Yeah. Um, because of the I will always want an NPC guest spot to have a point and to have a tidbit or two of information to relay to the party, like I would do had if I were controlling that NPC. Maybe maybe I should maybe that's not the way to go with it though. Well, in some ways, you do that with the players too, though. Uh, maybe when a, an adventure first starts, you might feed a little bit of them a little bit of information that's relevant to the campaign. So it, it's not that different in that kind of way. Um, right. Like they might know some of the things. Um, like I don't know exactly how uh, uh, Shaft. I don't know exactly how Shaft's um, like family has has led into things, but clearly some of it is is bleeding into the story. Like he had a friend from another city, so like that seemed like it's a little bit that was kind of fed either from player to DM or like from DM to player, right? Right. We, what we're doing a lot of things on the show. Like we didn't listen to each other's backstories. Uh, um, we also have Leland is adding things in at the end of episodes that uh, sometimes we don't listen to or shouldn't listen to. <laughs> Uh, that sort of gives us little tidbits of things that's going on in the world that we may not know. And, uh, of course, we fed back and forth information to him that, about our backstories that the other characters don't know. And what I really like about what we're doing, giving the audience something to listen to that they know that our characters don't know. So we experience it on mic for the first time, and the audience knows you know, why that thing is there, but we don't. So... They get to go, and they're my, you know, don't touch that thing. And they're but screaming we don't know at us, saying, yeah, we don't know not to touch it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that, I think that's awesome. And, yeah, this latest uh, clip mm-hmm. that we had at the, at the end of session 22, I, I overestimated the amount of information that I thought 
the party knew. So that was why I was like, oh, it doesn't really matter if you listen to this one. Yeah, I was uh, surprised by the it. The one to be from session 16, I had said, don't listen to this one until we get to the point, and then I'll let you guys know. And it just so happened we got in, in, in to the point in recording where you hit the point where that little t- that little post credit scene was relevant right. and not and not spoilery for you guys. Right. right. So very quickly after I put it together, I was like, okay, well, you guys can now listen to this, right? Which has not been released yet, correct, Leland? The episode 16 post? The 16 has. 16. Yeah, it's there, been yeah, released, yeah. but we haven't ran into that Oh, uh, no. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, we haven't. Uh... Um, that was one of our listener questions from Jessica. She basically was like, should I have known what was going on at the ep- end of the episode there? I'm confused. Uh, yeah. Who was that? And then she's like, admittedly, you know, I haven't listened to all the episodes, so, like, if you've already answered this, ignore me. Hmm. Um, yeah, we, sh- we should probably go but... right to the questions now. We've already sort of... Yeah, I mean, I think we, we wrapped up. up. I mean, we ended with you guys leaving the city and, like, camping and 10, feet from the, 10 feet from the city wall. <laughs> like, you, you're basically, you're almost still in the city. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't <laughs> want to be in the city. To answer the first question that came up naturally is you might recognize who 16 is describing, but not necessarily. If you don't, that's okay. I was hoping that it would be very clear. It's not super clear. Really? And I don't know, in my opinion, like even the way you described it, like when the scene, when the scene occurred, right? Like that's coming up. I remember being like, Oh, there was a light bulb moment of being like, that's who it is, which we hadn't listened to 16. So. I like the way it went down. I think yeah. Leland did a great job of, you don't you don't need to put it right there in their face. I think later well, on, yeah. things become clear as it goes. Yeah, I like that. Some people some people might get it. Some people might not. Right. What, what's Sorry, what is this listener's name? Jessica. 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 Don't feel bad if you don't know who that is. He'll come around. It's, it, it'll, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't think I would have probably got it i don't think i would have either yeah. really what I, okay <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i am flabbergasted that i party think members, you underestimate he, he said very... hand, he didn't have any hands <laughs> oh. i mean no okay 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 so jessica that's a big clue there's no hands i think right. um i may be overestimating my the worth and value of my npcs then <laughs> clearly <laughs> <laughs> I guess the hand thing is a bit of a giveaway if you're if you're paying attention um, to who we've come across who uh, doesn't have hands anymore. I will say because this is coming out after episode twenty two is released. I listened to the end of episode twenty two and afterwards was like, "What? What? What? Like I don't know. Like what is happening?" I haven't yeah, listened to I, it. Bill I hasn't. John hasn't. Uh, I, I don't. I listen to it, but I'll say it at, at this point in time. I wish. Uh, Everyone else hasn't listened to it. I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, that was a and that was, and, I fucked that one up. <laughs> and I and I think I think when we get to like episode twenty six, you'll understand why. Yes, for that reason. Yeah. One of the best things is that, like, in general, it gives the listener an idea of what's going on in the same world at the same time. I agree, and I and like I was saying, I think before when we were talking on Discord, I would prefer it if Leland at the end of every episode like he leaves a pause at the end after the credits that he should always do something that's happening somewhere else in the world and my just because we're gonna have to start paying him that's okay i'm okay with leland doing more work (laughs) 
but I think <laughs> it builds it builds more, you know, that synchronicity of what's going on. Because we've stated before, even the after parties, that there is stuff going on in this world as we're traveling through it. There is a timeline that Leland has. And getting little pieces, he could put a little piece out there of something that's happening somewhere else in the world that may or may not ever really feed into where we are. But it sort of gives a feeling. Right. So that uh, that's interesting. Uh, I didn't quite catch on that that's what you were imp- implying in the Discord every episode. So just remember, though, at this point, it's like been less than two weeks of you guys adventuring. Yeah. Right. Like, it's literally been like 12 days. So world events aren't happening every three hours. Right? Like, you know, like when we have when we have three sessions that span an, a single day, that that's weird right okay, so it's like, like as a player listening back i was more suspicious of the clock tower than i originally was etc so like bill hasn't heard it yet i'm gonna yeah, spoil you don't. it you gotta, the listener would have heard it though to Not pep's spoiling. point earlier you can't unhear things yeah right All and right, it makes well, it more difficult take your headphones as a- out as a character. <laughs> also, the reason I didn't listen is because I'm not super confident of my acting skills at this point, and I think that it would probably, it, it might anyway, if I know something that Falzern shouldn't know, it might influence what I make Falzern do. That's which... exactly right. As a matter of fact, I, I think I said at one point in time, I'll go to the extreme of the opposite uh, way just to, to make sure that it doesn't seem like I'm metagaming. Yeah, but that that's literally, that's still metagaming. That's like, that's you're still metagaming. Reverse metagaming. That's right. <laughs> we shouldn't start our next episode like, you know what, Falzerin? Maybe we should get in touch with Isabella. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where's that rock thing that she gave you? Right. So, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I, I think, what do you think, Pep? Do you think, I mean, I don't think you've heard any of those uh, little backstory things, but essentially at the end of the episode, there's a, like a pause. And then, Bill's headphones are out. It's a perfect then, time to describe uh, it. <laughs> yeah, and then Leland will talk about something else that's going on in the world that either has happened in the past or something that may be happening somewhere that's in our timeline. That, and then we don't listen to that or shouldn't listen to that. Yeah, I, I did actually hear the most recent one. And uh, especially from how you're all talking about it, it really sounds like the end credits to Marvel movies to me. Where it's yeah. like some people really get it, and then other people, like at the end of Avengers, That's and Thanos up. is there and smiles, and and like about a quarter of the people in the audience are like, "Who's that? What's going on?" Who's this on? purple asshole? Who's yeah. this purple right. guy? And then their friend beside them is like, "That's Thanos. Thanos is coming." And you so idiot. it's yeah, you idiot. <laughs> and so it's so great. Uh, and I imagine the same thing with this. Like if Leland talks about some character off in the distance, and I remember last time after the episode was over, I kind of joked and talked with you about like liches, for example. So maybe, you know, Leland talks about a character and then that character like fiddles with a little ring with a skull on it or something and it's like, they'll never kill me. And then, it's right. like, you know, the average player is going to be like, oh, that guy's probably a lich. And so they always, they have this thing like, I think there's a lich that's involved. But yeah. then for I'll tell all you right you, now, I'm not your average player. What's a lich? It's, uh, oh yeah, we, yeah, we talked about this last time, but so it's, um, it's like an undead type of sorcerer character that you, you essentially can never kill them. Because when they okay. die, they just like go back to some sort of thing, like a ring or an amulet or something like that, and then they reform uh, from that amulet. Yeah, okay, well, so it's like a bad guy. out there like me. I, yeah. I just, that's what a lich is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same, like, that's what it makes me think of. And with these, too, it's the same thing as, like I said, with, with all the Avengers movies. Yeah. You know, some little thing is at the end, and maybe it's going to be important, 
maybe it's not, you know? Right. I think that's what makes people want to listen to the next episode to go, what the hell was that that I just heard? Yeah. Just like you said, your friend was saying, uh, yeah. you know, what was that all about? You know, who I don't know who that person Jessica was. is a listener. I didn't say she's a friend. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we have other listeners than just friends, but she is she is a coworker and friend, yeah. All right, Bill, we got any other uh, questions? Well, that she, was only she a part had of a, She had a two-part oh, part question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so she said... She also good. said she loves us. So, I mean, oh. that's, that's good. Oh, she said she loves what Pump we've been doing so far. Pump our tires a little so bit. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. Sorry. Those are two different <laughs> she's, so, basically, she's a coworker that uh, I introduced to this, and she's never played D&D, and now she's curious and, like, really, really into it and kind of learning how to go with us, how to play. That's awesome. So, the other things that she asked about... She said that if a character is killed off, then you make a new character that joins the party um, where that party is on the quest. She's wondering what you do in terms of difference in the strength or level between the characters who are already existing and the new character. They, do they start at a level one? Do you level them up? Um, how do you keep it interesting for the characters? So if you come across a new foe, you know, it's that, that new bad guy is not going to be able to you know, one shot this new character who might be at level one, but might be a fair fight for the rest of the party. So I actually don't know the answer to that. So maybe. Well, it hasn't happened in ours, but it's happened in my other group. And Pep, I'm sure you've had something similar. Have you ever had that situation where somebody died off and you had to add another person back in? Yeah, I find uh, in my experience, there's two different situations where it'll happen. It's kind of like it just naturally happens, in which case I I think you bring them back equal strength. Maybe even give them some magic items that that character would have. You know, uh, bring them into the party as if they've always been there, strength-wise. But I've also had other characters or players who, like, purposely killed their character off just because they wanted to try a new character out and stuff like that. And uh, not to say that I want to punish them, but I punish them. You know, yeah, they might come in a level lower or maybe they come in the same level, but they just don't really have much in the way of equipment. So they're going to be a little behind the party. You know, it's basically like you can play this new character if you're not, if you want, but you can't, it's not a revolving door. I'm not just going to let you keep making a new character every two weeks, you know, whoever dies has to come back as a cleric. Yeah, (laughs) never. Definitely. I'll do it. Ah, You guys don't need a cleric. So far, so good. Yeah, Drew would be cool. I'm gonna come back as a rogue 2.0. So what are your what are your thoughts? So if, on if that any of you guys die, um, yeah, you'd come back at an equivalent level of, of the rest of the party. Um, but uh, I suppose it depends on your DM's uh, choice of leveling system, whether it's uh, experience or milestone or a mix of the two. But I think how we'll do it is if your when your character dies, you'll come in with the base level experience to have just hit that level okay so currently i don't know how close you guys you guys are level four right yeah yeah i don't know how close you are to fifth but should one of you guys would die you would you would come back to level four as if you had just hit the experience benchmark for for level four so you might okay. be a little bit behind the rest of the party. so eventually yeah you would eventually uh the rest of the party would level before you you would be a little bit behind but theor- theoretically though that power creep will uh, garner the party as a whole more experience and lessen that gap over time but once you get to the higher levels it's very slow leveling up again depending on how your dm handles experience and level i mean a lot, some dms like to just hand out levels because they like 
they like the the more involved combats the more challenging creatures the more interesting creatures often have higher challenge ratings so yeah that's i think that's how we'll probably handle it so they don't end up being weak so you don't have to calculate the monsters and they don't end up being like the disparity of five levels right yeah. or something something crazy yeah. like that because you you can't because literally then if you're fighting something with the challenge rating five that's suitable for a a party of four or five fifth level characters and you have one first level character that first level character will get insta killed by a single hit from that <laughs> from that monster and potentially not be able to do any damage either exactly exactly yeah. right yeah the alternative i think that she touched on would be to make all of the bad guys super weak which would be boring for the existing characters you know what i mean so you don't exactly exactly there is there is like a balance that you have to strike there I would like to note he said when, not if. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, death when is inevitable. When you die. Yeah, <laughs> death, and is, death and taxes. We're all in the process yep. of dying. Um, she also commented that she thought it was really cool to look back and kind of see the different threads of the storyline that appeared um, before we knew exactly what maybe was going on. So she, would, she touched on a, a scene where there was a wagon that went by on the way to do call. And she was saying, you know, that could have been um, full of oh. full of people who were tied up in the back of that wagon on their way, you know, kind of being trafficked. Like, we almost were trafficked. The wagon when we were camping on the way to Drew call and it passed? Yeah. Yeah, and we talked we to the oak, the orc, did not put that together till I saw her question. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was really cool. I hadn't thought of that either. So You He's guys so need to pay more attention because there's a lot of stuff like that that I put in there. Are you going to replace us with Jessica? Elena, Williams? ask her to just pay attention. Just ask her to pay attention and email us what's going on. Jess, you got to give me all your inside scoop, man. Obviously, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I will say that. That wagon may or may not have been filled with... Uh, kidnapped people, but that's yeah, certainly human baby. certainly related to what uh, what went down in in uh, the barn outside of Drukal with uh, right. with those darklings. Plus twenty points for Jess. But Jessica but levels up. There would be absolutely no reason for us to think that or do anything about it from a character exactly. perspective. The, yeah. That that wagon was not put there, hoping or or. or uh, I was not intending to use that wagon as a plot device for you to discover, uh, to stumble upon this thing. That is literally just fleshing out everything that's happening around you. It is kind of a breadcrumb, especially for listeners. It's a breadcrumb yeah. that we are too dumb to see. That's right. That's the other factor. <laughs> if you found every breadcrumb, you'd be too full by the time you got to the end. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Pep's got it. There'd be no room left for mead. Unfortunately, we're starving. <laughs> we we don't need anything. Yeah. I mean, we eat bugs. That's coming up. All right. Is there any? Uh, we had some more questions, alert. right? There were other questions. Yeah. Um. Did you? I think you had a couple written down, didn't you, M? Yeah. What kind of hardware software are you using to record? It sounds like Shaft had an upgrade. He did not have an upgrade. He actually had a downgrade, and that he got kicked down to the basement. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you guys feel like Leland thinks he is better than you after he bailed on Origins? We've always thought oh, that, not just because of the yeah. Origins thing. Snap. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought I made that crystal clear the very, very first episode that we ever... <laughs> yeah. We picked up on that. It was, that, was, that was on Facebook? Well, 
Yeah, that was from, Riley uh, Day. From we Riley gave Leland many tempting options, one of them being flying from Vancouver to London and then driving down to Origins for I, six hours with I Bill and I in a car. I did research cheap flights and He did, and he did find a very affordable one. Had I been able to, to get to the time off, I would have been there in a heartbeat. You would have been stuck in the car with us. You were scared to us. sit in a car for <laughs> six hours with us. I, we, did, we did totally look at price, though, not safety in any way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what kind of illnesses you guys caught from Victor. I don't know if I want to get yeah. <laughs> physical proximity of you. Bring your mask. Although um, we did we did talk about you a lot at Origins, though. All the time. All positive. All well, I wasn't I, I was wasn't sure. gonna fill in any gaps. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that myself. We we thought about um, seeing if we could rope you into doing a Google yeah, Hangouts, yeah, actually. For like one of the games yeah. or something we were playing. I don't playing, know what day that would have been. It never happened. Yeah. No, we could have made moves for him from the phone. Worked, <laughs> I would like to mention, though, we did actually play a D&D session, yes. four of us together, with I was uh, say. Ian, a listener, uh, DM'd a, a quick thing for us. Uh, we played a couple hours, so it was really interesting to uh, play together for the first time live. I'll let you guys talk about Thanks, that. Thank you, Ian. Ian. Yeah, that was fun. It was um very different like obviously it wasn't in the same um wasn't in aspara um but it was nice of him to th- throw together a little story for us to play through and it was first was time elena first and i had time, ever yeah ever played in person in person where We're we could like looking at a computer screen and we could look at john and emily at the same time instead of <laughs> as they talk and pop up on hangouts so yeah so that was fun thanks did a lot you feel you. like it added a different dynamic Yes. It added eye contact I'm not used to. <laughs> yeah, I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I was uncomfortable too. <laughs> I kind of was. Like, it was kind of, I mean, it got better. But to Kidding aside, um, I was super nervous, like, the first time that we played on mic in our podcast. And now that's mostly gone. Um, but it, like, brought me back to being a little bit nervous. It was huh. kind of interesting. I wasn't expecting that at all. Hey, Pep, have you ever played online with uh, doing a D and D session? I have, um, but generally it's been uh, it's been a backup kind of thing. Like we we've been playing in person, and then maybe everyone just can't get out of the house on a particular weekend, so we might do it over the uh, over the internet. So I haven't had that experience of getting to kind of like jump between them and yeah. and whatnot. Like I haven't started a session. I feel like that would be nerve a uh, little nerve wracking for me. Um, Although honestly, anytime I, I start a new session with new players, there's always that little bit of nervousness because I've I've had players before where I'd, I'd jump a new player in while I'm DMing uh, and start a new session with someone I hadn't played before, and it was just very clear they didn't like the way that I DM'd, they didn't like the playstyle of the game, um, and so yeah, it made me uncomfortable just not knowing in that first session like oh uh, how do I cater these things to this new player? Yeah. Yeah, I know when I DM, I, I always sort of look around the table, and if it looks like somebody's sort of not interested in what's going on, I try to move something over to what their character can interact a little bit and try to keep everybody engaged as much as possible. And I think playing um, like we're doing right now, like we're recording, you don't actually get to see that. You know, Elena yeah. and Bill are really small down in the corner, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I can't tell if, well, I can never tell if Bill's engaged or not. But, <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> 
Is he thinking or is he listening? You can't, you can't read the body language. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's much easier to read body language and facial expressions when everyone's. You know what table. was the weirdest thing is like sitting around a table playing. You can eat some food or play with your dice, and like we're just very conscious of any extra noise while we're <laughs> yeah. recording, right? Yeah. So it's like you could, yeah, basically like. Yeah, that was a that was a nice change. You don't have to work, you know, be hyper vigilant about not tapping on the desk that the mic's sitting on or right. anything like that. Well, right. and yeah. but all of that is because we are producing a podcast that's sure, not sure. conducive of like just playing online for because that's all the only outlet you have, right? True. But that is a really good point. I talked to some of my friends they're talking about other podcasts that they listen to and they hear you know, they'd be in the middle of this uh, adventure and then they hear a pop can open or they hear somebody, <laughs> yeah. you know, do something and it suddenly just takes them right out of the, the whole feel of it. And I think we do a pretty good job of, of uh, well, I think Leland does a good job of cutting all that shit out. That's <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I, I, fucking, I fucking hate that. So rest, rest assured, listener, I'm uh, compulsive about the editing that I do with Maybe a little too compulsive, and that's why it may, it may take me a little longer than it. You're really making yourself out to. in a good light today, Leland. You're just this compulsive <laughs> yeah, I, control freak. That's uh, yeah. That's <laughs> why we love sleeves, them. The glowing compulsive sleeveless control freak. So out of character. If you've been with us this whole journey and have not realized <laughs> that that is what I'm like by now, then <laughs> I don't know. You? You've got to walk around with a dunce cap on or something. Poor judge of character. <laughs> yeah, you're a shit reload character. <laughs> um, there uh, was there more. There is Sorry. another. Yep, yeah, we got a Twitter question. Super oh, we, need, we can skip Super, that one. Uh, no, no, Super I, It's important that we want our listeners. It's about to, you. <laughs> what is it? Say? No, I'm just advocating for Super McDad's question to be read because mm-hmm. look, can, can I? Can I? Be before we get to his question, okay, we'll we'll validate his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> We're always ripping is, on him. That's and pump my of, tires. That's the theme of AP7. So What's far. his real name? What's Super? Su- I no idea. M- last but name is McDad? It, is it McDad or is it MC Dad or is it an abbreviation of Mac Daddy? It's a good question. Okay. Oh. Is it Super Mac Daddy? Uh, it keeps me up at night. It's McDad. <laughs> I don't know. The C is capitalized, know. so that would lead me to believe it's MC Dad. Yeah, but isn't the whole thing capitalized? Maybe he's a DJ. No. Yo, it's MC Daddy in the house. Yeah. Tell us your real name, Super. We want to know your real name. Call you out. So, Leland, where where were you going? Sorry, yeah. Was that it? I, that was, I was just, <laughs> we're all, I'm just confused on how to say his name. That's all. <laughs> okay. We're all over the place tonight. Oh, my in God. In case so. I wanted to... I don't know. Sorry. To continue interrupting one last time, I promise. It, I, that was on my mind because... Uh, I think I wanted to uh, use him by call him by name in uh, an episode intro a while ago. I forget what it was for. Um, oh. I wanted to reference him, but I didn't know how to say it, so I didn't want to get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't uh. do it. <laughs> I feel like based Clarify, on the buddy. based on the amount that he's interacted with us, he's probably not the type of person that is going to be offended if he mispronounces his name. He wouldn't be hanging around that. He wouldn't be hanging around this long if if he was easily offended. Let me be clear. I <laughs> or had taste. I could give, I could give a shit if I offended Super McDad for mispronouncing his name. I didn't want to be on record Leland. for eternity. 
I didn't want to be on record be nice for eternity. Nice to listeners. We've talked a about this. Look, look, one less viewer now. <laughs> Clearly, you don't care because Southern and Cavern are. are he made fun of his are now. He's at least making fun of himself, right? Okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Well, no further ado. So many Southerns left in the this question, campaign. Like the question everyone's been waiting for. Perhaps the most important question we've ever been asked. I would no. say. So, <laughs> what's it's Read about it. Falzerin, obviously. How did it feel for Falzerin to 1v1 that ogre? That is, is not true. That we already not, it's a multi part question. Is he sick of carrying the group? Oh my gosh. Is jealousy the reason that Gozer keeps trying to kill him? It's amusing. That's why Gozer keeps trying to kill him. <laughs> Hard hitting questions coming from Super McDad. Falzern, really. uh, is worthless in Gozer's mind. No, let's let's give him a moment. Listen, he's Falzern, not worthless. Tell us, tell us how you feel about what Super McDad said. Yeah, I think take, I think take you need your, your moment. It's about time that someone sees things from my perspective. <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's your whole all defense. that build up, and there's nothing. So that's so how it? did I feel? Um, I felt like finally. My abilities are being realized when I 1v1 to the ogre, and I felt like, you know, I'm surprised that there's a bit of sweat on my brow because that was easy. Um, <laughs> well, you were very he sick close of, to that full sphere. <laughs> is he sick of carrying the group? Yes, I am Sorry. sick of carrying the group. Okay. And is jealousy the reason that Goza keeps trying Gosh. to kill him? It would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. I think we know who Super McDaddy is. I think it's Bill. <laughs> He's an alternate account. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How long did it take for you to figure out how to look like you were listening from New Zealand? Yeah. <laughs> Bill bought kept that saying VPN it. he was talking about. Thankfully, VPNs are pretty cheap. Okay. That's... <laughs> I will admit... Oh, I was yep. going to say, oh, I yeah. will admit, real quick, listening back, Falzerin gives the killing blow more than I realized. Yeah, I've, I've killed a lot of but people. You but you definitely don't do the majority <laughs> of damage. You kill that's my, steel. That's my shtick. Kill steel. I, You're a cherry picker. I yep. will say, at some point in time in the future, we will have to eat our words. Having a 15th level wizard, I know that at some point in time. Oh, I was going to say, Power does he save us thing, recently? Man. I don't remember. No, Falzy no. is not getting to 15th level. <laughs> <laughs> You savage. Yes. All right, Pep, Pep, you had a question? Pepe yeah, I got I got a question from uh, from a new fan. Yeah. Uh, from they, himself. They want to know, <laughs> what would your character's favorite ice cream be? Oh, my god. Favorite ice cream? Not yours, your character's favorite yeah, ice cream. Yeah, yeah. I think Falls are in, um, since he's stealing You're the show right now. You're quick to answer here. Jeez. Perhaps magic, fan, magic, a fan magic. favorite. Um. I think he would like an ice cream that's like kind of an orangey, vanilla, s- orangey swirl. Falzern seems reddish. vanilla. So maybe like a, what's the name of that? It's an ice cream made after a uh, type of cake. What? Uh, red velvet. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. That is not orange. Red. Ve- well, it's red, reddish. Red velvet. Reminds me of. Or fire. he wants an orange velvet cake. Yeah. <laughs> ice cream. Yeah, orange velvet. Why? For Falzern. Orange velvet. Because it reminds cream. him of fire. Oh, he's an evocation wizard. Come on. Does evocation mean fire? 
Um, not necessarily, but I think if you if you want to use spells that rec- that do fiery stuff, you probably want to go down the evocation route. All right, I was just picking on you. I don't even know what I, I would pick. How the tables have turned. Well, John and Emily can go. No, Those we are... want to hear your answer. Do they make like a <laughs> sex on the beach ice cream? Yes, Shaft. <laughs> that's what Shaft yes. would want. <laughs> yeah, something so just, really creamy. Just a, a sex on a beach on ice. How about a, <laughs> You're just how having a banana. Nice. What about a banana split? Oh. I feel like there's a sexual joke in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That, one's, that one sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> Gozer? Gozer would be happy with some frozen raw meat. <laughs> meat ice cream. I love yeah. it. Bryn's, uh... Just gnaw on that. Okay, hmm. Bryn's favorite would probably be... Some like simple classic fav- flavor that she got as a kid with her parents at the local uh, ice cream store. I mean, so like death, strawberry. Death by chocolate. <laughs> yeah, death by. You know what? Death by chocolate would be like her current favorite, but like a nostalgic favorite is sort of what I picture Bryn really being into. Something from her uh, childhood, right? She grew up too fast. She would like to think back to a. Uh, yeah, she got to harken back to the yeah. good old days. Yeah. A simpler time. When yeah. she was happy and not a murderer. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That was a great question. Thanks. Well, well, well what about Leyland? Uh, yeah, what about Thuft? There you go. Ooh, Thuft? There you go. Thuft would, uh, I think Thuft would probably eat anything that Gozer left behind. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Whatever Gozer gives him. Mashed up bugs. Yeah, Master Bugs. A good stuff would accept what he is given and with, with, a, with a smile. And uh, uh, thanks, King. Thank, thank you, King. I love that voice. Yes. I love it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's such a good one. I mean, I'm glad Thuff's alive. It was close there. Spoilers. For a minute. Yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah, spoilers. Yes. Thuff's alive. It was close there in the future. Next Pep, any other, any other listener questions? <laughs> I don't I don't think I have any others. Did did anyone else catch any anywhere else? No, we, we didn't we didn't uh we didn't actually answer the, the first part of, of Riley's the hardware and software stuff. Oh, oh. Leland what, what cares was the question again? Uh what, what kind of hardware software? Uh, software are we using to record? Oh. So we Elaine and I share a mic, um, which Blue Yeti is, is probably up? very doable, but I'll admit I'm I'm the biggest problem in the equation because I have a tendency to lean back in my chair and then sometimes lean forward into the mic, and so it probably makes Leland's life miserable. Well, you also just you also have just a, a deeper speaking voice as well, um, which when your volume the the slight volume dip of your actual speaking voice drops it uh, like tenfold on mic it seems you you hit like you're you hit this threshold where you just kind of get real quiet despite uh your speaking voice being more or less level throughout the whole sure thing but yeah so so we share a a microphone it's a blue yeti and then we all of us record on audacity and record separate files what about everyone else leland handle that one Oh, Audacity is just super easy to use. It's free, free software. If anybody wants to start any type of podcasting or whatever, Audacity is the way to go. It's very user friendly for editing. 
Um, it's surprisingly powerful for free software. Uh, I use a Blue Yeti too. That's what I've actually pretty much since I started podcasting a couple years ago, that's what I predominantly used. Um, but a lot of it is less so now we're, now we're having a, a Ted talk on podcasting. <laughs> it's less, uh, it's less about the equipment and more about the acoustics of the room you're in. It's not the size of the wave. It's the motion. You can have the best. That's right. It's the motion of the ocean. You can have the best, <laughs> the best bike and you know XLR mic or whatever. Um, but if you're you're getting the the echo from your room, it's gonna. Well, that's probably why they thought John upgraded, but really he just changed his habits and setups. Absolutely. And, yeah. yeah. He he is now in more of a confined space with some some padding up behind him, and Emily has since put up some uh, on her, and I always have some mounted uh, foam acoustic foam behind me we're too yeah. lazy trying to yeah, make so it sound as good that's as possible. another thing that probably helps our quality from u3 uh, we don't have much of that going on although we have we, we have, have some stuff in between us and the wall that we're talking into so we that, have dogs that occasionally add to the acoustics yeah. you know um but yeah leland you've <laughs> got that that nice little foam barrier behind you and then john and emily both have um some like we put blankets and stuff up. Just yeah, behind. I mean, you guys. We, we did a little bit of research and and you know we saw that we could buy the the foam pads and and I was willing to go do that and build some walls and then I saw a, a YouTube test that they did with towels and blankets versus uh versus and buying foam. It, and the the towels did the best as far as killing the the right. sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Well, I honestly, that. like that. Fo- like you, could, you could, like the foam I have is cheap ass foam. It's like right, literally, right, right. It, could, it's, it could be anything up there, but yeah. So we just use uh, we have the uh, blue snowball mics that we got off Amazon for I don't know sixty bucks. Uh, we didn't invest a lot into it because we figured it would fall flat and nobody would ever listen. So, <laughs> so cheers to that. Cheers to a thousand dollars. Also, the the initial investments on all of our part were not actually first for the incorrigible party right that's true they were for yeah. a project that did never get off the ground so yeah. right. and true. never will <laughs> incorrigible hour incorrigible yeah, we, hour. Uh, we do have the lost episodes Rip. of that somewhere right oh, yeah we, we I got lots of content we could slap together and put out somehow if we wanted to <laughs> but you know what it served its purpose to like introduce us to each other and to get mm-hmm. us comfortable and then when we played D together it like you could tell that we were kind of bantery friends at that point True. So it all yeah. kind of. Well, yeah. I'd, I'd say we were all bantering friends on Twitter. Yeah. Long yeah. before uh, we the ever. Difference uh, between doing it on Twitter and doing it when you can actually see the person's face. It just made it a lot easier to start ripping on each other uh, almost immediately when we first. I mean, it didn't take very yeah, long. Yeah, I mean, John. Now we have to call you bald to your face. So, nah. you know. <laughs> and you know that I don't care. <laughs> and we have to call Leland pale to his face. You know. Pep, That's what kind of mic are you using? <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, well, first I wanted to comment on Leland. Uh, it makes so much more sense now that you say that that's like a sound barrier. I always thought you were in like a little tanning room in your house or something. <laughs> I thought that was like an upside down tanning bed or something like that. I didn't know what. It's not working. Oh. Yeah, it's not working. Then the guy yeah. sold me regular light bulbs and not UV light bulbs. I got, I got screwed then. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I'm just using... Um, uh, at the moment, I'm not really doing podcasts, so I just have like a Logitech headset. It's it's for uh, gaming and whatnot, so I think it's got decent sound. Yeah, um, it did. Yeah, it's. I think it sounded fine. Yeah, but that's something that I kind of wanted to to stray that question in. in is um, 
I noticed when you invited me to the show, you didn't really ask me about my equipment or anything. It was probably safe to assume that I had oh, something reasonable. It? Right. Yeah, Leland, but, that's your job. But I'm just right, thinking. What am I supposed to? Okay, we're saying, hey, would you like to be a guest on our podcast? I'm going to assume a, con- a confirmation on the guest spot means he has a microphone of some kind. But what just if I had me. like an old 20 year old microphone that's super staticky? You know, what, like what do you do then, right? He does make I, a very good point. We go that with should it. Be, we go. I we do go, make a great point. Yes, thank you, Jonathan. We go with it. Jonathan. Just make a storm roll in. So do you want us? Okay, great. I'll, okay, 173rd. That 173rd question will be: What kind of mic do you have? What kind and we'll of set mic? This barrier to entry, so we can't have anybody on the fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we just solved my NBC guest problem. <laughs> You're welcome, Leland. And it only took 172 questions. You know what? You're the one who said you were slightly on the you know nay side of things, and now you're calling it an NPC problem. I mean, like your true feelings are coming out here. How do you like? How do you like? Being our second problem on the show, there, Pep. Yeah. <laughs> Feels pretty good. Yeah, pretty, yeah we're glad. Oh. Glad to have you. <laughs> well, okay, that is a great segue. We're gonna, we're going to let's wrap this up. We're out of questions. We're let's gonna segue in, sign off. Yes, we're officially. Let's segue into uh, some more plugs for Pep. So at the time that we recorded with Pep, plugs for Pep, you didn't have yeah plugs for Pep. You didn't have your quite have like uh, you've started recently adding more content to your YouTube channel, right? I did, yes. yeah. Last so what kind, of equipment, yeah. what kind of equipment do you use for that then? Uh, I was hoping not to answer that so soon. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, hey, no, no, don't. No, no, you're gonna, you're gonna love this. So use I use what uh, you've got. I maybe it'll surprise you, maybe it won't. But I record completely audio and video just off the camera and mic on my phone. Oh. Good for you. Mind you, I have a brand That's new. That's all you need. I have the the Samsung uh, Note Nine, so it's got a great camera. Anyway, it records in right. 4K, so I mean, oh sure, yeah. nice, yeah. Well, yeah. that that reminds me of um, another That's what Danny and Derek do. Board yeah, games. Danny and Derek are another board game uh, YouTube channel who have done very well for themselves, and they may have upgraded since. But for a I long time have. there, they were just using an iPhone, just using and that would have been like a yeah. like and an he older generation iPhone. iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it can be done. Want. Yeah, I didn't want to edit on my phone, but uh, I got a computer a few months ago and just a few weeks ago just decided to stop working and I haven't got it fixed yet. So I had to edit on my phone too. Oh, no. And the first episode I did, which was a pep talk, it was pretty easy because it was all kind of one take. So it was like three quick edits. The next one I released, however, was yeah, uh, your me, one? Yeah, me playing... With myself. <laughs> that was a yeah. great video, though. Well, I, yeah. I guess we're on a podcast. So let's word this differently. Uh, me playing <laughs> with another version of myself. Was that a uh, one shot? It was. It was not a one shot. It. Uh, it, it was filmed very quickly. Yeah, it was filmed maybe differently than you might expect uh, because it it wasn't scripted. Um, Oh. I literally shot all of the table shot together, but all the dialogue that um, was mixed in was dialogue that I, I I did while I was on the table shot. And then afterwards, I re-recorded the stuff I wanted to be headshots. I just went back and said the same thing. So like right. every conversation bit is like naturally what I, I said in response. Like who won was, that wasn't planned. I, I actually went like move for move and it came out that way, right? So That's cool. Yeah, it it but editing it was a nightmare because editing on the phone was fine for like four clips. It was not fine for like 
a hundred clips. It, yeah. it it froze like 10 to 15 seconds oh. every time I did anything. It's like, oh, I cut a little bit off the end of a clip. I got to wait 15 seconds now. So what's your YouTube channel? Uh, it's un- It should just be under Board Pep. Um, I am uh, just starting, so I don't have like a cover photo or like a, a channel description or anything. So I should get. Oh, so this sh- this is a, a a waste of the the Smash donations the like to plug for Pep then. Yeah, all, well, all yeah. these donations and fundraising we've done just S- smash that like button, smash hit subscribe, like. hit the yeah. bell, ring ring that little bell yeah. to get some ring future content. Yeah, you've got some time though. This this won't come out for a little while yet. That's true. So. That's true. So I I should have some more stuff. Uh, I can kind of spoil things. Uh. There's a game in the back. I that someone sent me that asked me to do a review of it. Am I pointing to it? I am. Yep. Yeah, but they can't see that because this is a podcast. This isn't YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, Game of Thrones Oathbreaker. So I'm going to do a review for that. Um, uh, my plan is to do. I want to do a couple different ones. I'm going to do like a minute long review, like a five minute review, and then a longer one, just to kind of have little bite sized chunks. Yeah, that's um, fine. But yeah, no, I definitely I want to do more of the like the the pep talks and the uh, the board with friends like the Onitama thing is, is what I kind of want to do. So I have other characters in mind. Um, essentially, my ideal is uh, it's based on player color. So I want a different character for every possible player color. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. So the next time, um, I'm kind of debating what game I want to play next. I, I don't know if I want to keep it light and do something like Jenga or something like that, or I might jump into Sheriff of Nottingham and like get a little bit more complex. Dude, drop mm, it. Yeah, that would be complex. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Get a little bluffing and stuff going in there. So. Yeah, you. I guess um, with with the the longer form games, like it's not going to be a whole playthrough or what? It, like, because a game of sharing Sheriff of Nottingham, right? Like, you play like a round, maybe. Well, I think what I want to do is something I always notice with uh, playthroughs and stuff is there's certain information you don't really need. Um, like the first couple times something happens, like let's say in uh, something like Sheriff Nottingham, maybe people doing the card, getting the cards out, how many cards they throw away, what they take. Yeah, the first one or two times you do that, that makes sense. Right. The next 43 times you do that, it, it doesn't. <laughs> you, you know what they did, right? So when it comes to like the, the final like six or seven rounds, really all you need to do is, is show the person putting things in a bag, say what they're saying it is, like have everyone do it, and then have the bluffing happen. Because that, cause that's the meat of the game. Like, if you're going to see that, that's all you really want to see. You don't, you don't really need to see what people are, like, picking up and throwing away. Unless it's one of those awesome ones where it's like, I'm going to pick up three apples plus this contraband at the bottom. And then right, it's like, exactly. why'd, you, why'd you pick that up? Why'd you pick that up? That's, it's suspicious. And so, yeah, you might want to see that. But otherwise, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping I can cut a lot of content out um, so I can still have the full game plan, right? Right, 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 right. I guess, though, like, you could, you know, film, like, a three-player version of Sheriff of Nottingham or something, right? You know yeah. how to play, like, five-player? <laughs> like, no. five paps bouncing around the table playing that. <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm wondering how many... Because, you know, I, I've always done, DM'd and whatnot, so I'm used to having different personalities, but I, I don't know how many I can pull off during one recording and right. have it not just come across. The character I picked to do and the reason I picked such a distinct voice was uh, I yeah, thought that Patrick would help. Warburn. Patrick Warburton, yeah, I thought that yeah. would help uh, differentiate the characters, you know? You know, you, you, you know it, was, it wasn't me who was talking. But, yeah, if I just start having me, but, you know, with a softer voice or something, it, it's not the same thing, right? Right. It's just me, but nicer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, social media stuff? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, on Twitter, I am uh, BoardPep. Last time, we also mentioned that I have a uh, PokePep on Twitter right. as well. And I think in the last one, I even said, keep an eye out. I'll definitely start posting stuff on that again. And I uh, definitely didn't. But now <laughs> I will. <laughs> and, second time's uh, a charm. Second time's a charm. Uh, Instagram, it's the same. I have BoardPep and, uh, and PokePep. Before we sign off on this after party, um, maybe, maybe this is a bad thing to bring up on Mike, but I think I've touched on it enough that it's probably no surprise to anyone. Do we want to put a call out for people to suggest, uh, send in submissions for maybe like some potions we can buy or some items we can buy that Leland could decide to maybe sh- throw into a future episode if we come across Are a place Are they deciding the item or the so name? So we could wrest some more of that control away from him? <laughs> I will never let it go. I I well let, let's let's ask let's ask Pep. What do you think of the idea of people writing in and saying, "Hey, you if you go to a magic shop, you could buy uh potions and they come up with what the potion does and the name of the potion." Something to that effect or magical weapons. And kind of like a shout out for our listeners in in a way. Yeah, I think that's clever, especially um, you know if, if you found like the uh, the MC Daddy wand of yes of right. whatever you know exactly. like sexy yeah, and I think that's fun too. Uh, even if you talked about wanting to give MC Daddy a shout out in a video, even if if someone has a name that maybe fits D and D a little better, uh, you know you could even throw them in as a character name and something. So people who have submitted comments might notice that you know their name sneaks in in an episode something like that that could be kind of entertaining we'll for end people. up with a npc called taco <laughs> five npcs named brian what's this yeah bk bk fishing yeah. yeah taco ian and bk fishing Although yeah. no, in this group, you'll just end up killing the NPCs, and then everyone will be mad because you killed all the characters based on them <laughs> off. There, Leland, that gives you some satisfaction. That's, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yes, please. Uh, you can uh, you can DM me on Twitter if you want, uh, or our or Incursible Party Twitter and Instagram. So yeah, send send in some stuff, some recommendations. Absolutely, we'll incorporate them if I if I like them. We are on pretty much any social media you can think of. And that reminds me, we are on Reddit as well now, too. We have a... Oh, dear God. We have a measly Reddit We have page. a subreddit. It's blowing okay, up. Okay, we're, we're, we're we here to Discord. plug the guests. We're not here to <laughs> plug the shit out of ourselves. So how... how- how how big is this Reddit then? You got like uh... it's huge. I don't like to brag about numbers, it's so we won't say huge. numbers. Huge. Okay, it's I'm not. not part of it. It's barely out of the single digit. I uh, I stay away from Reddit, but uh, yeah, I'll, there's I'll nothing there it. except for what I've posted. Oh. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have to wrap this up. My goodness, this is I will, a long I will one, say guys. one last thing before we all sign off is. If listeners are going to submit suggestions for magic items, when I give them to you, do not instantly forget I gave them to you. <laughs> That's true. I can't believe you'd suggest that would happen. I mean, we forgot about those arrows pretty three quickly. Three of the four of you, yes. <laughs> I have three arrows in my possession. Hey, it's, I remember all my magic items, I think. It's a little bit less obvious when I forget because I have the... What's it called? The cap of cat. Cap of casting. Cap of, cap of casting. casting. Yeah. yeah, see how well I remember it? <laughs> um, it gives plus one to my spellcasting ability. So when I give Leland a number, 
you don't know that I've forgotten to add the plus one, but <laughs> most times, <laughs> most times I have. <laughs> hey, hey, Leland, I'd like to I'd like to say that uh, sometimes you forget what magic items you've given us too, which will come out in a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Touche. At least I finally have my ring of jumping figured out. This is true. I've been Leland Steele. Good night. <laughs> I've been Shaft. I've been Emily. So we're mixing names and we're saying Apparently. I've been as if we're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I am no longer Emily from this point. I was only Emily for the last well, two hours. I am Elena. I'm still Pep. <laughs> I've been Bill. He's been Bill. <laughs> this is so weird. And that's our show. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. For your own musical inquiries, contact jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. All other music and ambient noise is courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. The Encouragement Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Visit criticalhitdesign.com for all of your graphic design needs. You can find more info on the characters and world at encouragementparty.com. Enjoying the show? Have any questions or rules corrections? Email us, contact at incursivalparty.com or reach out on social media. The Incursible Party on Facebook and Instagram, at Par on Twitter, using the hashtag AfterPartyIP for a shout-out during our behind-the-screen after-party episodes that drop every fourth release. Happy adventuring! You, you hate her. on Chelsea was, Pretty, but like I was so angry her comeback when she, episode was I was so, so angry good. when she came back. That was the stupid <laughs> fucking episode. No, no I don't. Was, no, okay, look, it was like four either. episodes of bliss, and and then suddenly she's back. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot she was on this show. This, <laughs> this is the worst fucking show ever. I like her, but I don't like her in large doses. Like she's funny, but she's funny. Like it, when there's a little like quick Gina gag, it's funny. When like an episode revolves around oh, her and yeah. it's just her constantly doing much. gag after gag. It's too. But much. I, honestly, yeah. that's true of almost everyone in the show for me, other than like Captain Holt. <laughs>